When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with... Andy Brant Bernard. What do you think of that? Uh, Mike Kell fan with us, of course, for about an hour and, what, ten minutes, all told? Yeah, about that. Like that. So I think we, yeah, we've got about five minutes here then, don't we? I think we have we have nine. Nine. Okay, we'll do nine. That sounds good. We'll be right back. Kick off hour two, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike uh, just left the studio, and, and I just wanted to do a little, little reminiscing about Mike Gelfand. He... Um, he would offer a completely different viewpoint on the show. From you know, Mark Rosen had his, and Mike Galfan had his. Tony Lee had his. Marianne Sullivan, Lee Valsvik back in those days. 
you know, and I, I, Tony Lee is another guy. We got to get. I think he's going to record it a bit for the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of KQRS. Uh, I'm pretty sure he does because Tony still. I mean, Tony came to uh, my daughter's wedding. Our daughter's wedding. Uh, Tony Lee stays very close. To the fam, just a wonderful guy, really, really good. To tell you the truth, those people were all phenomenal. The people today, I'm not, you know, but they were all phenomenal at the beginning of that thing, and they understood that we were building something. And the listeners, and that's the part I wanted to talk about here, is that you listeners to that show, whether you still listen or not, you built a show that changed radio in the United States forever. Because nobody had done that before. Yes, guys would do things, like I said, you know, Steve Dahl was irreverent toward management and all that stuff. But as far as the listeners contributing as much as you did, that had never happened before. I mean, writing phenomenally funny bits, uh, 50 Ways to Cleave Your Beaver, when that whole thing happened over the University of Minnesota, there was a big scandal on some guy hacking up some animal in the dormitory. I don't know what the hell it was, but... The listeners, what you contributed to that show was incredible, and like you do to this show when you call in. Um, it was it was something else. Every time I answered the phone, or I shouldn't say I answered the phone, every time the phone was answered and people put on the air, I never knew what was coming. And in general, and it is to this day, the people who call into the KQ Morning Show to this day are phenomenal people. You guys, you're amazing. The people call into this show. Tyre Carver, I got to know Tyre Carver because he started listening to this show. He's the nicest man. Got the great great family, the whole deal. Nicest guy on earth. And you go down the list of people, Wendy, of course, is out there, and Joe from Louisville. And I, I just go, I can go on and on and on because, you know, Laura, for many years, uh, it, it just, it's an unusual thing to sit here in life and go, you know, what I'm probably going to do, if unless, you know, the company sc- screws everything up or whatever, but... Uh, they asked me how much longer, and I said, I'll probably do it until April 17th, 2026, which is another seven and a half years. Why? Because no one's ever been on the same show during the same, uh, on the same radio station in the same market, the same time slot, the whole deal, for 40 years. It's never happened before in radio. Now, there have been sidekicks. You know, Sid Hartman's been at CCO for, God, probably 70 years, I would guess. Uh, but not as the host, he'd be the sports reporter. This would be a host situation. And people have been, I just did a, a, a panel in Chicago. There were five of us that have been on the air uh, doing mornings for over 30 years. There are apparently only five of us left. Uh, Lamont from Lamont and Tonelli in San Francisco. Paul Castronovo, my good friend. And by the way, Lamont's become a good friend. too. He's just a great guy. Paul Castronovo in Miami's been on the air down there for over 30 years. Steve Dahl in Chicago, obviously, who inspired the hell out of me when I was in Jacksonville, Florida. And then, of course, uh, Tom Griswold from the Bob and Tom Show. So we're sitting there, and we learned so many things about how different audiences react to different things. And, And I just want to take this time basically to thank everybody, and hopefully they'll play this part on the KQ Morning Show as well, but... To thank everybody who supported the show from the beginning, it still does extremely well. That show makes a ton of dough uh, for Cumulus, and it always had made it. It's always made a ton of dough for the owners of whomever. I think we're on our sixth owner since I've been there. But, um, yeah, it's because of you guys, and I certainly understand that. I, every time when you call in the morning now and you tell a story and at the very end, you you always say, God, I, I love your show and I love you guys. You're just a big part of my day. That's a wonderful thing. 
So thank you here at this point to the listeners for supporting that show all the years that you have. Uh, I was lucky enough to get in the radio hall, uh, the National Radio Hall of Fame last year, this year. Dan Seaman, who works over at uh, at Hubbard, uh, initiated this whole thing, got it going. But so I want to thank him. He's very nice. Jenny Hubbard, I've known since she was two, as she says. But um, uh, a week from Saturday, Jeff Passolt and I go into the Minnesota Radio, the Minnesota Broadcasters Hall of Fame is what it is, along with um, a Linden. There are about uh, there are a whole lot of Lindens in radio, uh, but that's posthumous. And then Robin Robin uh, Robin Robinson is going to be inducted as well. So it, it's just been one of those kind of lives where you people are just incredible. The stuff you'd submit that'd be incredibly funny. I mean, incredibly funny stuff. So you know when when Mark Rosen. He kind of just figured it out after a very short period. He said the first couple of days he was on the show with me, he went, this guy is psychotic. We can't be doing these things. But then he kind of just fell into the groove. We ran him for governor. Um, Mike Gelfand came on the show. Tony Lee, uh, as I said, Lee Volsvik at first. Then um, um, uh, Marianne Sullivan. They're doing a great job. I, and she just came into the old podcast studio a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's been a hell of a run, and hopefully will continue unless people get in the way of it, which could certainly happen. People like to get in the way of things that are successful, so we'll see. But that's my goal now, and I've never talked about this before, and I'll talk about it now, that April 17th of 2026 would probably be the day that I would retire. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'd stay long. Maybe I'll be on the air for the rest of my life. Uh, Paul Harvey did it until he was 92 years old, and I think he retired from radio at 92 years old, and he died about a month later. It was unbelievable. Sometimes you just get on and you go, well, I don't ever want to stop doing this. You know, there's a lot of pain in the ass stuff with it. There's, there's always corporate stuff to deal with or management stuff to deal with or some personality to deal with. It, there's always some pain in the ass going on, but that's just how it is. But to sit down and be able to talk to Mike Gelfand about, about how hilarious it is that people look upon the KQ Morning Show and me as being anti-Semitic. Three Jews to kick off the show, so that's probably not true. Uh, racist, two black people on the show, uh, so that's probably not true. Sexist, uh, no, there have always been women on the show, and now there are three women on the show at the same time. So I don't know who got that attitude that, 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 that this show was, so, oh, there's anti-everybody. Actually, we were the first show in America to do those things. So, And by that we, I mean Dave Hamilton, and I mean the management, I mean the ownership, and I mean, the, the, you know, Mark Rosen, Tony Lee, Mike Gelfand, JB, Philly Dog, uh, you know, all the people. It just, like I said, I ran into Marianne. So, well, she came into the studio a couple of years ago. Just the nicest person in the damn world. She would inspire things like uh, Engelbert Humperdinck saying, some people think I look like Magnumpy because she was playing in the band. She's a hell of a, a hell of a musician. But he thought it said Magnumpy instead of Magnum P.I. Um, the guy in Los Angeles talking about smog. That was Marianne Sullivan that came up with that bit. He goes, oh, I don't know, you half-ass like Los Angelesans. Yeah, that guy, that was Marianne Sullivan. Everybody on that show contributed. They brought stuff in, whether it's cash call from uh, WJJY, whatever. Those were all people submitting things, whether they worked on the show or listened to the show or whatever. That's how the show got so big, so... Uh, you know, this to wrap up this last segment, uh, Mike was on the first six minutes and he had to go. But 
uh, the last nine minutes. I wanted to kind of pay tribute to all the listeners, KQ Morning Show, and this show. You've supported the family, and I really appreciate that as well. But uh, it's a hell of an honor. I don't know if we had gone to New York or Chicago or Los Angeles or moved to any other market that it would still have the same feel because you wouldn't be there. The listeners would not be there. And you guys are a huge part of the success of all that stuff. So I did want to take this uh, chance to bring up some people's names on the show. And I wanted to bring up mostly the listeners. because It never would happen without you. And that's just a fact. It would have never, ever happened without you. Thank you very much. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom here to tell you how easy it was for me to hit my goal of 92.5 pound weight loss at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth. With their weight loss plan, I started in March, and in just over five months, I learned about clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. I'm now on the reset phase, and then on to the Nutramost Forever Maintenance Program, which I'll be talking about more in the weeks to come. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did. Attend the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, September 17th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Those extra pounds melt away really fast with this easy program. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. I guarantee you that. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner. It is on September 17th. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering. And of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. That's right. We don't have bumper music today. That's cool. Uh, Cassie has an appointment today, um, a doctor's appointment. So that was very important. Catherine had a bunch of business to take care of as well. L.A. Nick is in Italy. So Andy and I are holding down the fort. Thank you to Mike Gelfan and Tom, his buddy, for coming in. It was uh, a a rare treat to sit down for an hour and talk to Mike Gelfan on the microphone after... Uh, in his case, 32 uh, years at this point when he was on the KQ Morning Show and he was on until 2011 or 12, something like that. The hell of a guy to work with. One of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. Season 35 of Jeopardy got underway this week, and if you tune in, you'll see Alex Trebek is now sporting a beard, but nothing from this list of top Jeopardy categories you'll never see. So basically to explain this, a lot of times I read these things and they go, oh my God, did you hear what he said? It was just horrible. I'm actually just reading an article that was written, so if you're offended by some of these lines, you can get a hold of the writer. Because there are some lines in here that are okay, some that are very funny. We'll see what you think. So these are 
Jeopardy contestants who look like they'd be fun to play uh, to party with. Okay, Jeopardy contestants who look like they'd be fun to party with. Top Jeopardy categories you'll never see because I do like watching Jeopardy. You watch Jeopardy, Andy? Not for a very long time. Yeah, I still watch it once in a while. I just uh, you can learn things. I like learning things from Jeopardy. It's it's a good show. Um, okay, top thing you're never going to hear. Uh, you'll never see these categories. On Jeopardy, Les Moonves pickup lines. That's really nice. So, you know, that's a radio guy who wrote that joke, all right? Yeah. Uh, this one as well. Objects that have been in Stormy Daniels. So that's nice. Mm. This next one, they can kiss my sister's black cat's ass on this one, as Bo Hopkins said in The Wild Bunch. Uh, a topic on Jeopardy you'll never see, handsome morning radio hosts. <laughs> That is actually very funny, though. Reasonably priced Apple products. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Top Obama regulations upheld by Trump. I don't understand. They say, be careful with this one. Then it says, stuff women should fetch from you. Uh, fetch you. Sorry. Stuff women should fetch you from the refrigerator. I don't get that. Do you get that joke? It's just because people wouldn't say it because they'd get attacked for it. Oh, because they're saying that about women? Yeah. Well, it's not funny, so I don't no, think anybody's going to really. say it. So, so I don't know. I just didn't understand what the hell I meant by that. It's like, are they trying to be funny there? Or? Uh, things Steve Bannon calls minorities. I don't know what the hell that means either. I don't either. History of man buns. Yeah, that uh, I could understand that one. Valuable life lessons from the real housewives. Genius Kardashian quotes. That's pretty good. Women Mike Pence has groped. Uh, that joke, of course, is being told because Mike Pence would be probably the last guy who'd ever grope a woman. He's a very religious guy, and uh. he's just not into that kind of thing. Drugs Charlie Sheen hasn't tried. Other, oh, I'm not saying this one. This is only inviting trouble. Uh. Uh, it's other names for a certain minority group. It's not African Americans. It's a different minority group. Hmm. And actually, it's a majority group on the planet, but... It's just not funny. Uh, affordable places to live in California. Donald Trump's favorite s-hole countries. I'll just go with that, s-hole countries. And the last one, this is such a radio line written by radio people. Only somebody in radio would write this joke. Uh, top Jeopardy category, you'll never see words that rhyme with punt. Oh, my God. I, that's such a radio thing. See, that's the kind of thing that we never did, and that's why I wanted to read that whole list. That's the kind of stuff we we never did that kind of humor on the show. And I'm not damning it. A lot of people have had nice careers doing jokes like that, I guess. But it's just not something we ever did. Um, if we did it, we did our own, and hopefully it was entertaining and some people would go no it was not and thank you very much for that but you know such is life that's all i'm saying uh it's that eh, what the hell it all works out in the end um the top stories in the land right now uh, i don't really understand this new iphone names leaked by apple's own site why would you leak names of your products yeah i don't think that's a leak i think that's a release that that's a statement that's not a leak is it uh let me see what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, see what they're talking about and get back to me, because I don't, I don't really understand. I, new iPhone names leaked by Apple's own site. That makes no sense to me, but, you know, that's... Oh, I'm guessing that they were like... Yeah, they put it up on their website, but they did it so that they could put the information on a page that they were going to publish later. 
But if it's on your website, then someone can find it if well, they yeah. if they know what they're doing. So uh, yeah, I guess it's not really a leak. It's no, it's not a leak. It's just a mistake. not to mention the names are XS and XS Max. Oh boy! Wow, Gee. that tells me a lot. Where'd you ever come up with that? And the XR yeah, exactly, which is going to be in six colors. Good. Yeah, this is nothing. Good for you, kids. They're going to be OLED phones, though, which is actually really nice. What is OLED? Uh, you know your TV in Florida? Yeah. That's OLED. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's uh, what is it called? Uh, the one 4K? Well, it's 4K, but you know how it's the uh, contrast is so good? Yes. That's why. Okay. Because OLEDs are they're just, yeah, a better way to make a screen. That is a great TV. I'm actually surprised they haven't been making those yet. Maybe OLEDs are harder to make smaller. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. A Hollywood Reporter interview with comic Norm MacDonald broke Tuesday, and it ended up getting him pulled from The Tonight Show. Uh, Norm MacDonald's one of my favorite comedians in the world. He's a hell of an actor. He's very subtle in his acting. His observations are sometimes brilliant. I don't think he meant any harm, and I, and I asked people to, to show a little... Uh, forgiveness. Jeff thought it was tomorrow. Oh, so well, that's why he yeah. didn't call in. Well, let me let me check very quickly. I'll go, I'll be back to that Norm McDonald story, but I want to check. Well, it's going to be tough because we have Gary Busey on. Oh wow, uh, in I the do. first hour, and then we have Tim Moore on in the second hour. Well, you know what? We could get him on late in the second hour. Uh, yeah, like he'd be on for the last half hour of the second yeah. hour, which which would be great. I, I love Jeff Mudgett. I love that show, American Ripper. I thought it was a great show. So, yeah, I'd love to have him on, but uh, we'll, we'll get him scheduled. A year after and new findings. Tell you the truth, I thought he was on tomorrow, too. That's why when I sat down and well, saw his name on there, that, well, wait a minute. I thought he was on tomorrow. So mm. we'll get it, they'll, they'll get it worked out, get it fixed. It'll be fine and everything will work out. That's another thing. If you ever do something like radio or TV show or whatever, don't get upset about anything. It's just not worth getting upset. As I said, you listen to KQ Morning Show, there's screw-ups all the time because it's not planned out. Mm-hmm. We don't pre-read anything. Well, maybe some people do, but I don't pre-read anything. Or So it, things happen, I guess, is what they, they love to say, organically, which sometimes organically doesn't sound all that great, but it just it is what it is. So that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, Norm MacDonald. We're talking about Norm MacDonald. Uh, I do really admire the guy. And I was asking people maybe to show a bit of forgiveness for what he said because his brain doesn't work like yours or mine. It's a whole different thing. And in order to be funny in the way he's funny, you have to take chances. And if they don't work out, understand the man is a comedian. Uh, He didn't mean to attack anybody personally or whatever, but his brain doesn't work like ours does. So understand that. A Hollywood Reporter interview with comic Norm MacDonald broke Tuesday and ended up uh, getting him pulled from The Tonight Show. Among the criticisms of MacDonald's THR, that's, of course, The Hollywood Reporter, sit down. He criticized Hannah Gadsby's Nanette special without seeing it. I don't even know who that is. Who is Hannah Gadsby? G-A-D-S-B-Y. Um, I, I don't know what that have is. no idea. Well, how about the Nanette special? N-A-N-E-T-T-E. It's What's... a stand-up comedy thing. Oh, the entire thing is about how gay she is. Oh, about how gay. Yeah. So he criticized Hannah Gatsby. I'm guessing he said, we've heard enough about that topic, because we have, but I don't know why. Oh, so, so that's why they... they t- well, that's oh, what I would have said. But I don't understand something. I don't need... That's not funny. 
If it's you, already been said. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, here's what I understand about that whole thing, though. Isn't he just treating her like he treats everyone else? See, that's the problem. I think we, we, we've reached a point in America now where if you treat everybody the same, they think you're treating some people poorly. Yeah, pretty much. Which is not true in the least. Everybody gets treated the same. Uh, and again, we've talked about this before. I have an understanding that whether somebody uh, is, has a, a different orientation than you do, is a different color than you are, a different gender than you are, whatever, if you're treating them differently because of that, you are the one who's racist or homophobic or what. You can't treat people better because of what they are. Everybody should be treated the same. But if you do treat everybody the same in America today, then you're the jackass and you're horrible and you hate everybody, which I'll never understand, but that's just me. So he didn't like her special. Who cares? If he didn't think it was funny, he didn't think it was funny. Yeah, he said that the special is a slap in the face of a traditional stand-up comedian who thinks that comedy, by definition, is about laughter. Ooh, and he's right, because, yeah. yeah no, that's true. Talking about social issues isn't comedy. You know, and it, obviously Lenny Bruce entered that into the comedy genre many, many years ago. But I think... Yeah, that's the thing. I never thought he was... It's just like, even if you agree with what he's saying, it's not comedy. Yeah, I don't know Hannah Gadsby, and I don't know what the Nanette special is, and I haven't seen it, so I'm not criticizing it. He hadn't seen it either. But I, I just think one problem, the only problem, just hearing about it, that I would have is... So it's all about you. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I have with it. It's all about you. Everything about about this special is about you. Gatsby that, uses the piece to deconstruct the nature of comedy and asks the straight white male to undergo the same tension that marginalized people. This isn't there comedy. You go. So it's not comedy. This Once is literally again, not comedy. You have to have a villain, which right now is, is white males, and I guess it has been for several years. White men are the worst thing that ever happened to the world. But again, I would I would invite you to say this, and I am saying this as a white man. Turn off your electricity, turn off your television, turn off your radio. Don't drive your car. I can keep going if you want, but mm. we all contributed things to the world, including white men. We've all done horrendous things as a people, and so have white men. Why all of a sudden we're going to single out white men as the most evil people on earth? Get off your computer. People Don't need use a your satellite dish. They need a villain. You're absolutely, absolutely right. It makes no sense to me. So if she said, look, this is what, it, what it's like to be a lesbian or whatever her orientation is, I, I assume that's, that's yeah. what they were talking about. But why does there have to be a villain? Why don't you just talk about yourself? If you want to talk about yourself for an entire hour, talk about yourself. Well, because now the media is fawning over how brave yeah, and courageous she is. And, yeah, yeah, I suppose. It's well, all a big nepotism fest. And I'm sure it is brave and courageous. That's not. I, I'm sure it is to get out there. But to have a villain at the end of it is not necessary. Uh, no one out there, white men, look, as I've said, gay people have been in my life my whole life. There's nobody gay in my family that I know of. You know, my it's cousins true. and everybody, there are no gay, gay people in my family, so it wasn't that. It was just there were gay people in my neighborhood. There were gay people who went to Brown Institute when I went there. Uh, most of my agents throughout my entire voiceover career have been gay people. I just, they're the same as everybody else to me. I, I, why would I possibly care what you do with your genitalia? I've never, why would I care? And again, 17 years ago, I came out and supported gay marriage. Because I don't see, for, to me, it's not a big deal. You know, you're the same as everybody else. I don't really want to watch uh, straight men and women have sex, and I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch anybody have sex. I'm not a big porno guy. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know.
in any case, he said he didn't realize how bad racism was until he saw Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America? Well, that was a joke, wasn't it? I assume he said that in a joking manner. I'm guessing. Because I apparently really a lot of people were acting really racist on the Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America show. The problem with that is he told them to. Yeah, he teed him up. Yeah, yeah but then didn't tell yeah, him. Did. Yeah, that was kind of a sting operation. It was, yeah. But he, he teed him up and made him say those things and act the way they acted. Mm-hmm. And then he went, look at how racist they are. Yeah. That's not really all that cool there. It's like Sasha. saying that if an actor... Well, actually... I was going to say, it's like saying that if an actor portrays a racist character, then that means the actor is racist. I know. But a lot of people do believe that. They're like, oh, it's a little too convincing if you ask me. I know. Well, that's because they're good actors. See, they have a lot of talent as an actor, and that's why you believe it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they are. It's just they're really good at their job. The remarks drawing the most backlash are his criticisms of the hashtag MeToo movement. He says he's happy it slowed down as he feels it's morphed into a I believe all women. Uh, he goes on to lament that stars like Chris Hardwick and Louis C.K., as well as Roseanne Barr, have been unable to simply admit wrongdoing and then receive a second chance. Well, I think Chris Hardwick received a second chance. Or or was there no reason for a second chance because he didn't do the things they yeah, did he, said he did? Did he admit to what he did? I don't think so, no. Yeah, because... I think it was proven that, that it wasn't true. If he hasn't admitted and he hasn't been found guilty of it, then yeah. there's really nothing for... There's no second chance to give. Right. Now the model is admit wrongdoing and you're finished. There are very, very few people that have gone through what they have, losing everything in a day, he says, of Louis C.K. and Barr. Of course, people will go, what about the victims, he adds. But you know what? The victims didn't have to go through that. Yeah, but I, that part I can't agree with you, Norm. It's like if you're a victim of this, you're a victim of it. And that's real victimization. It's not I'm a victim. It's no, that person is a victim, you know. Uh, comic Artie Lang defended McDonald, noting he was just supporting his friends and pointing out that Louis C.K. never assaulted anyone. Yeah, do me a favor and don't uh, masturbate in front of me, though. That'd be great. If you didn't do that, uh, I'd be a much happier person. Uh, others pushed back on that, saying some women comics lost their careers because of C.K.'s antics. See, I did not know that. I, I had no idea that some people lost their careers because of, of C.K.'s behavior. McDonald apologized Tuesday night, tweeting his two very good friends, Louis C.K. and Barr, made terrible mistakes, and I would never defend their actions if my words sounded like I was minimizing the pain that their victims feel feel to this day. I'm deeply sorry. That didn't stop NBC from pulling him from Tuesday's. See, basically, you pulled him from Tuesday's Tonight Show, pointing out exactly what he said, that you admit wrongdoing and you're finished. Yep. So exactly what he said never is what Never apologize. You did. Ever. No, never. Oh, never apologize. That's a bad I'm idea. I'm surprised he was dumb enough to apologize. We'll take a break. Be right back. The news continues. Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure... 
sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking. You know, I had Priority Courier Experts account rep in here about a month ago. and Who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the Twin Cities' largest, most reliable on-call courier service. What's that number? Because the next package is going with Priority Courier Experts. Already dialing 651-748-4477. Priority Courier Experts, can we help you? Can you ever? Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back without any bumper music because Cassie has a, an appointment, so she's not here today to play the bumper music, but that's cool. Uh, in the news also today, ladies and oh, wait a minute. This is interesting. A 60-minute, this just popped up. Maybe it's older, but uh, I have just seen this for the first time. Jeff Fager, 60 Minutes executive producer, named in reports about tolerating an abusive workplace. He steps down because of it. You think 60 Minutes would be the last place that would support an abusive working, uh, workplace. CBS 60 Minutes executive producer Jeff Fager says he's leaving the company after being named in recent stories that accused him of fostering an abusive workplace. CBS News president Dave Rhodes. Got that, CBS got some problems this week, man. Apparently. Less moon vest. Now we got Jeff Fager. It only came three days after CBS Corporation uh, Chairman Leslie Moonves was ousted following sexual misconduct charges. An outside law firm has been investigating Fager following reports in The New Yorker that he groped women in parties and protected men accused of misconduct. Fager has denied the charges. But again, if you deny the charges, why would you step down? Why wouldn't you fight to the finish? i got to be honest with you. If somebody accused me of doing this, of, of, you know, fostering an abusive workplace and, uh, you know groping women, all stuff, the last thing I would do is not fight as strongly as I possibly could. Unless, of course, as I said, I was talking with an attorney last night, and I won't say who it is because I don't know if they want this revealed or not, but maybe they do, but I just would protect my friend. I was talking to a very prominent attorney about this last night, and I said, why don't these guys just fight back? I mean, what? he said, because they're all guilty. He said, if they weren't all guilty, they would fight back. And that'd be the end of it. But yeah, I mean, to you and me, it seems really, really weird because we don't do these things like grope women or protect men from, I guess, abusing women is what they said, uh, the, the words they used. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish one of these guys would fight back strongly, but maybe, maybe the lawyer's right. Maybe they don't fight back because they are guilty. And that's just how it is. Uh, his second-in-command, Bill Owens, has been put in charge temporarily of 60 minutes, so we'll see. It is so weird to me that the really—CBS has figured out broadcast television at this late date. Um, by late date, I mean the fact that broadcast television doesn't really exist anymore. It's part of a cable network now, but if they don't do something about their programming, NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox are going to disappear because there's hardly anything to watch now. CBS has figured out if they appear to an older demo, which everybody should do now because younger demos don't use TV or radio. And I'll never understand 
to my dying day in radio why they still go, oh, yeah, we got to get this demo. Well, nobody under the age of 35 listens to the radio, and if they do, they don't have any money. Uh, you know, is what I've been told. I don't know this, but it's what I've been told. Uh, 60 Minutes has figured there's a lot of money in the 35 to 75 demo, or if it's a 45 to 75 demo, that's the people who have all the money in America and can buy expensive products, right? So CBS figured that out with Blue Bloods and NCIS, and you go down all the list of all their programs, they're pretty much an older demo, and they're making a fortune from this. I mean, if your chairman steps down and he's offered a $100 million severance package, your company's making some money, I would guess, you would think. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, instead of saying, you know, like Norm MacDonald said, well, I'm glad to see that the me, hashtag MeToo movement has slowed down, I would look at it the other way. I would look at, like, um, if you're guilty, you should get the hell out. And if you're not guilty, fight back as strongly as you possibly can. Because there are going to be some people, men and women, who are going to claim they were sexually abused or whatever, and they're not going to be telling the truth. But if we keep going on a path where, and again, if all these people are guilty, good, you should step down. You should get fired, whatever. But I think at some point, instead of worrying about ha- uh, hashtag me too slowing down, we could uh, maybe have p- finally find that one person to go, look, I didn't do this, and I'm not going to allow my name to be besmirched out there. I'm going to fight this with everything, uh, which is what Keith Ellison has said. So I don't know if Keith is guilty of abusing women or not. The rumors have always been there. But I don't know. That doesn't prove anything to me. I, I don't really understand. Um, the one guy so far has been Keith Ellison. And here's a guy who wants to use a state office. I know it's U.S. attorney. I understand that part of it for the state of Minnesota. But he wants to use it to do nothing but besmirch the president, which I'm not a huge Donald Trump fan either. But your job as attorney general for the state of Minnesota That's not your job to go out and besmirch the president and attack the president. Your job is to protect the people of the state of Minnesota. When are we going to understand that? Your job is to protect the people, not go on your own little, uh, you know, have your own little agenda about the whole thing. I I will never understand that. Does that make any sense to you? He's a bad person, and everyone knows it. Oh, Keith? Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good person. He's a, extremely arrogant, for yeah. one thing. He just Minnesota's the only place on earth he could have ever gotten elected, well, I think. I, I think you're probably right about that. Um, this is probably good news for our listeners, and we do have listeners in the Carolinas, quite a few of them, actually. But we, uh, this is, well, you know, I can't say that. I shouldn't say it's good news, because it's good news for some people and bad news for other people. An immensely powerful Hurricane Florence roared closer to the East Coast on Wednesday, before the storm was forecast to take a dangerous turn south and stall along the edge of North Carolina and South Carolina, bombarding the area with torrential rain. They're saying up to 40 to 50 inches of rain. It's a lot of rain. Good God. It says here, hurricane winds could linger for up to 24 hours or more, sweeping away trees and power lines while dumping 20 to 30 inches of rain in some coastal areas, the National Hurricane Center said. Isolated totals of 40 inches or more. 40 inches of rain or more. So you're talking about four feet of rain. Look around the room you're sitting in right now and picture four feet standing there in the room in which you're sitting. Or if you're in your car, picture 40 inches of rain, almost four feet of rain. Man, it's going to destroy everything in its path. It's, it's just really, really hideous. There's no question about that. 
The Mammoth Category 3 storm was driving sustained, uh, sustained winds of 125 miles an hour, creating waves up to 83 feet, the Hurricane Center said. Florence was expected to reach the Carolinas overnight tomorrow night. More than a million people have been ordered to evacuate coastal areas. This is not going to be a glancing blow, FEMA's Jeff Byard or Beard said. Uh, Byard, B-Y-A-R-D. Uh, this is going to be a Mike Tyson punch to the Carolina coast. It is taking a little bit of a left turn, so it might do more damage in South Carolina when they thought most of the damage would be in North Carolina. So they're probably both going to get hit with some bad weather. I'm looking at the radar right now. Holy God, that, that storm is huge. I mean, it's sizable. There's no getting around that. Unbelievable. There's also a typhoon in the, uh, the Philippines, the most powerful typhoon to threaten the Philippines this year, roared toward the country's north on Wednesday. This thing is massive, prompting officials to order precautionary evacuations and closures of schools and offices. So there's a hurricane uh, on the Atlantic and uh, Manila, Philippines, um, the most powerful typhoon to threaten the Philippines this year. It is, I'm looking at the radar there, too, and it is huge. Do you think warming temperatures are causing that? Any or what starts a hurricane, uh, also known as a typhoon? What what is the beginning stage of that whole thing? The circular winds and all that. That is a good question. Because I don't know that. I've never studied that. I have no idea why these circular winds, first of all, get started, and secondly, build to be so incredibly powerful. I have no idea why that's that's true. Uh, the Outer Banks could see a 13-foot storm surge from Florence. Now we're talking about 13 feet of water coming right at your house. Good God. Yeah, it's when the temperatures in the sky and the sea surface are so different that it just creates a very strong wind. So I'm assuming... And it's, a, it, it's a feedback effect, which is why as soon as they hit land, they tend to dissipate. Yeah, because there's no, no the the temperature of land, I would assume, is higher than the temperature of water. Is that right? That makes Usually, sense? Usually, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess that's what it is. But, oh my God, Maui hit with heavy rain as Olivia bears down on Hawaii. We got some hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones, whatever you got. It's the same store, uh, storm, but it's a different name. Hurricanes, typhoons, and cyclones, same store, uh, storm, different name. So a lot of action going on. But, again... It is September, and September and October are... This is the season, yeah. This is absolutely the season for it to be uh, stormy as hell. August, September, October in general. Now, there are some in July, and I guess there have been some in June even, toward the end of June. Uh, seriously, I am going through... I got, I, I got a page back here. I'm, I'm paging through the news on my screen, okay? So these are... These stories are all in a row. They're all in a row. I'm just going to do the headlines, obviously. Hurricane Florence path shifts. Storm of lifetime headed to Car Carolina coast. Next story. Philippines braces for most powerful typhoon this year. Third story. Outer banks could see a 13-foot storm surge from Florence. Fourth story. Maui hit with heavy rain as Olivia bears down on Hawaii. Uh, what are we up to? Six or seven now. Hurricane, typhoon, cyclone, same storm, different name. Uh, as Florence takes aim at the Carolinas, some decide to ride it out. Now we're on to eight stories. Next story, Tropical Storm Isaac is also one to watch as it heads toward the Caribbean. So there's another tropical storm coming. Uh, these four reasons make Hurricane Florence extremely dangerous. 
Every story today is about the hurricanes, typhoons, or cyclones that are developing. Hurricane Florence, a state-by-state forecast. See what could happen where you live. Yeah, all of it. I mean, every story on the AP right now, the Associated Press, every story is about a hurricane, typhoon, or cyclone. So I don't know that I ever remember that happening before where there were so many going on at the same time. And they say this will be the most devastating, uh, devastating hurricane in 60 years. Well, so, the U.S. hurricane frequency is actually going down and has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but worldwide hurricane frequency is going up. And what do you think that is? Um, I would guess because there are like 6 billion more people than there were 100 years well, ago. Well, that's true. Or something that, like that. That's very true. You can't have that many people inhabiting a planet that can't really support them. No. I mean, the, if we're talking about difference between surface temperature and air temperature, cities are really warm. They tend to, yeah. you know... No, that's if true. you have a really warm city and really cold air above it, it's going to create a storm. That's just what happens. Yeah, exactly, because it is, it's clashing temperatures. There's hot, and then there's cold. They clash, and then yep. all of a sudden, it's all held yeah. all held up. And I guess. prior to very, very recently, if you tried to build in that area, you'd get hit by a storm and die. Right. But now we have buildings that can support them, so now yeah. we're basically yeah, building true. things that are causing storms and then being upset when storms destroy them that is pretty a pretty good way to put it we're building things that are causing storms it's like building a lightning rod and then going like look at all this lightning that's been attracted to my house yep (laughs) that is very true jamie diamond or is it damone i don't even know he's the uh he's the head of uh jp morgan chase right i believe it's jamie diamond though says he could beat trump immediately backtracks i should not have said it jp morgan chase head later clarifies jamie diamond had fighting words for President Trump Wednesday morning, but by noon, the J.P. Morgan Chase uh, and company chairman and CEOs are already backtracking. I think I could beat Trump in an election, Diamond said at an event, celebrating the company's philanthropy. I'm as tough as he is. I'm smarter than he is, he added, pointing to himself. And by the way, this wealthy New Yorker actually earned his money. It wasn't a gift from daddy. Uh, CNBC has the full transcript of his comments. I, I have a question for you. Well, wait, what's his name? Jeff, uh, Jamie Diamond, D-I-M-O-N. Diamond. Diamond. It's either Demon or Diamond or... Demon? Demon. Could be Demon, I Jamie suppose. Jamie the Demon. Jamie the Demon. That's good. I don't really understand people. You know, I got to be honest with you. If somebody inherited a lot of money, which I did not, Catherine did not, but because somebody inherits a lot of money, how is it a bad thing? Oh, he didn't even earn his money. Well, yeah, that's because he had wealthy parents that left it to him. What's he supposed to do, turn it down? I mean, that that is so idiotic to me. I'll never understand because you're jealous that somebody didn't have to work for their well-being, that they could actually enjoy their life instead of working with you pricks. You know what I'm saying. Well, Jamie... His father and grandfather were both stockbrokers. Oh, okay, so... And Jamie went to Harvard. So, yeah, I'm guessing... Daddy had a bit to do with it. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I, I'm a New Yorker who actually earned my money. It wasn't a gift from Daddy. Well, yes, it was. I'm sorry. Your whole career was a gift from Daddy and Granddad, by the way. Be happy for people. Yeah. If they're doing well, be happy for them. Go. Yeah, that's really great that you were able to leave your kids uh, that substantial amount of money. Unless you screwed people out of it, that's a whole different story. 
That's a different argument, and we'll keep it that way. Thank you. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.